Let me see you put them up Reach the skies, touch the stars up above Cause it's one time for the underdog one time for the underdog. I'm Patrick, your host of and today I'm going to talk to you about 17 things you can do as a leader to retain talented leaders in your company. Let's start off with point number one. Point number one is when you when you get that talented leader, you you give you box them in this job description that they have to live in. No, you need to only be doing this. You need to only be doing that. One of the things I do when I bring on board an executive, we just brought somebody else on board recently, and I was sitting down in the interview with him. And he was very timid. I said, why are you so timid? He says, uh, he says, how often are you here? I said, what do you mean? He says, well, look, I, I follow you and I saw your stuff and you're only here once a quarter, right? To see the number. So what, what do you mean by that? He says, you don't live in Dallas. You live in California. I had no idea I was going to interview with you today. I said, no, I'm here. I live in Dallas. I live here. He says, really? I said, yeah. He says, how often you come to work? I said, every day. Why are you asking? I said, every single day I'm at work. You're at work every single day? I said, yes. He says, how is it possible? I said, unless if I'm out of town, like I just got back from Hawaii this past week. I was in Hawaii negotiating with some carriers and had a good time out there. Unless, uh, unless if I'm in, out of town, I'm in town running the business in Dallas. And he couldn't believe it. And I said, why is your reaction this way? He says, because the last couple of companies I worked at, they were doing, you know, not as much as you guys, but they're still doing good. And I never saw to see you at the office, but to come and get the checks or to come and do what he had to do every once in a while. I said, no, we're an active uh, actively involved company. But I said this to him, I said, listen, one of the reasons why I'm bringing you on board is because you've experienced what it is to be dealing with all these different responsibilities that you you have an incredible resume, finances, et cetera, et cetera. I'm bringing you on board is because I want you to give us ideas. I want you to come and tell us, have you guys thought about doing this with finances? Have you guys thought about doing that with finance? I said, this is your job description that you have because we have to give you a title but I just want you to know, forget about the title for a moment. If you have things that you think we can do better, I want you to come to me. If you feel that there's a better positioning with you, I want you to give your feedback because I want to hear from you on why you think. I want to hear it. But I don't want you to think you're in a box. And he said, no one's ever told that to me. So what happens? Have you guys thought about doing this? Have you guys? We already have value from bringing somebody like that on board. I think too many times when you bring a talented leader who's already coming with a strong background where maybe they've had some success or there's somebody that's continuously doing things and they want to find a home because most of the time talented leaders don't like to change and go from one place to another place to another place to another place they like to find a home and build that you saw Kobe State with a team for 20 years they like to build an organization themselves is what they want to do it's because it's bigger than them but you can't box a talented leader in one little place and saying this is all you can do what else do you think we could be doing here one of the things about Ilya behind the camera uh, Elia's always got great ideas. I tell Elia, Elia, tell me what you think we can be doing for great ideas. And my Russian man behind the camera, Elia, I've got to give you some credit here for, uh, give, give you some love on this one. He's teaching me some more Russian as we're doing this. So number one, don't box your people with a job description. Next thing, expecting too much too soon. When you bring a talented leader on board, I think it takes about 30, 60, 90 days for them to kind of scope things out, for them to kind of see where they fit, for them to kind of see what things they have to do. So for me, it's more, look, within the first 30, 60, 90 days, here's what I'm expecting from you. I'm expecting for you to learn our system, learn our language, learn our culture, learn what we got going on. And I want to hear you come back to me with some reporting on areas that you think we can improve in this, improve in that, improve in this. And my only expectation from you is right now to figure out ways to make this better, figure out ways for this to be a stronger organization in this specific department that you're currently working with. 
But also at the same time, I need you to be giving me feedback and I need you to come here and tell us what things we can do better. And on top of that, if throughout the process you have any questions, every single day, whatever questions you have, don't worry about it. Keep asking questions. When we get to, we'll answer questions for you. But we want you to find out more about the internal side of the organization here. Okay, great. That's the expectation for the first 30, 60, 90 days. Then the expectation goes higher on what we want to do. But there's seasons for expectation to be higher and lower. We had a meeting this morning with my staff and it wasn't the most motivational type of a meeting this morning with the leaders. We sat down, we had a very direct conversation for certain areas at the home office that I expect to improve. And it was a high expectation, but everybody is a veteran who would have known that this conversation was coming up. Now, the complete next point, point number three is to lose talented leaders is expecting too little. The talented leaders are not trying to do something just because they want to get a salary. They can go work anywhere. They want to do something because it's more. It's pushing the envelope more. It's doing something that's never been done before. It's doing something that's going to make an impact. It's seeing somebody that's in it with them. They want want to expect more. They're almost surprised if they're not being called out. They're almost surprised if there's not a high expectation of a performance we want to put up or beat our prior best numbers or do something we've never done before. We want to build the biggest, most... In, you know, biggest, largest financial marketing. We want to build the biggest real estate. We want to build the biggest, we want to build the best technology. We want to build the best customer service. There's got to be an expectation. So sometimes you lose talented leaders when the expectation is too low. So, so far we have boxing somebody in the description, expecting too much too early, expecting too little. The next one is breaking your promises. If you don't keep your promises when you're having some talented leaders part of your organization, eventually they see that, see that as a trend. And they don't necessarily take you serious as some of the things you're saying we're going to do as the organization is real. So breaking promises is very simple. Next one is promoting the wrong people up. So when you promote uh, uh, and build up the wrong people, they see that and, and they read between the lines and it becomes very obvious. Now, what are the wrong people? Now, somebody may watch this and somebody may say, that's why I'm leaving the company because that's exactly what they did in my company. Before you say that, ask yourself, are you just a talented person that's not willing to improve? Are you a talented leader? Because maybe somebody got the promotion over you because you're just a talent that's not willing to lead. You got to know that one. Maybe you're just a talent. Maybe you're not willing to lead yourself because the talented leaders are a different story. We're having here uh, with the folks in business. But when you, when you give credit to the person that's not setting the best example, that's not willing to work hard, that's not, but because it's just somebody you want to give that to, and they kind of sit there and sense that and say, listen, no matter what I do, I'm not going to get the best credit here in the company. I just don't like what they're going, the direction they're going, because they're going to have favorites with people that are doing less. You're going to lose talented leaders uh, eventually within your business. The next one is this. Failure to get rid of or break ties with people that deserve to get fired. Um, if someone doesn't fit in a culture or an organization and you don't fire them early, you will have a problem uh, with the talented leaders. For me, if I have somebody that comes on board and we give everybody a shot and let's just say somebody comes on board and we'll all of a sudden see there's just not a fit here for them to work with us, we will very quickly fire that person and move on, not only for our sake, but more importantly for their sake as well, because it's just time to move on. If you're not somebody that's fitting the mold and fitting the vision that we have, you're just not a fit. And you shouldn't be afraid of doing that. I think that's something that people have a hesitation with. I think the first person that I was hiring as an assistant, I don't know how many of them I went through, 
but you, you don't need to be very hesitant when you're doing that. You're looking for leaders on people that you're hiring at all levels. So you need to be able to get rid of some people that don't fit the mold on what you're building. Next thing, failure to give credit where credit is due. If somebody did something and they're the talented leader and they were the reason why this technology came out, give them the credit. If there were the reason why a certain initiative was very successful, give them the credit. If there was a reason why something incredible good, good happened to the company, give them the credit as quickly as possible uh, when that takes place because sometimes that's all they want. Hey man, I did that. That's right, you did do that. We're proud of you. Great job with the initiative. Phenomenal job. We didn't do it. You came up with that. And because that a company's experiencing some success, because of the idea that you came up with, phenomenal job. And instead of wanting to take that credit for yourself, because talented leaders, sometimes it's not just about the dollar amount. It's about the credit. That, it's about the contribution they're making to the organization as well. Next one. Next one is not showing you genuinely care for them. These are human beings at the end of the day. There's got to be a care for people that you're building with in business. Not everyone's going to be your best friend in the world. Not everyone's going to become like a brother of yours or somebody that's like a family or sister of yours. But people are human beings. And when you're building a team, people want to know that you care about the people as well. Point number nine, never admitting you're wrong. If you're wrong, just come out and say, I was wrong. I made the mistake. This was my fault. This was my bad. I'm going to get better. I apologize. Let's move on. And everybody says, hey, thank you for doing that. Wow, he's the bigger man. This is somebody I'm willing to follow. Let's go ahead and move on and get to the next step. That small little conversation of I made a mistake, I was wrong, I apologize, saves so much drama from what, from losing the talented leaders that can help your organization go to the next level. Next one, point number 10, you not being predictable. Talented leaders want to work with other talented leaders that are very predictable at the time they show up to work, at what they do on a daily basis, their habits, their work habits, their attitude, their personality, their high-low, their they, they, the way they're, every, every single thing they're watching for your predictability on your delivery because a talented leader generally has those things and they're not necessarily worried if you know more. A lot of times people, I got a call some uh, from the other day from uh, somebody that I'm uh, uh, advising and he runs a very successful company. I think they just raised 30, $35 million. They just recently raised. And he gave me a call and he says, look, man, some strange things are happening. I said, like what? He says, we're starting to hire some engineers that are 10 times better than me. What do I do about that? You know, I don't really know how to handle these people that are 10 times better than me. I said, look, those people are not looking for you to have all the answers. They're not looking for you to know everything. I mean, Phil Jackson doesn't coach Jordan and Kobe because he's better at playing the game than they are. They just want to know that you're a leader and you're in it with them. So they're coming to work with you for different reasons. They're not expecting you to have all the answers, but they want to make sure you're a predictable leader that's willing to show up every single day to build this monstrosity that you guys want to build. As long as you do that, you have their respect. He says, you know what? I'm so glad I talked to you. I never thought about it that way. And he went back about his business. I make two book recommendations to him and he's off to the races. So point number 10 is you not being predictable. Point number 11. Not setting a great personal example, a little bit of character issues. You know, this month's book of the month that we read here, it had to do with ethics. It had to do with doing the right things. And it's a constant reminder that when you're a leader, everybody else is watching your example. I know this is a boring subject, but everybody as a CEO, as an entrepreneur who are working with you or for you, they are watching your habits and what you're doing. They're watching you more closely than you think they are. They're watching every single move you're making and character issues typically are not hard to see and find. And generally you may lose a talented person or a talented leader and you never know why. 
Years later, you realize it was the character that lost that talented leader you had. Very important to stay strong in that area. Number 12, no vision. You don't have a vision of where you're going. There's not a vision of what the next step is. There's not a vision of where the company is going towards. So it's just a, we're just building a company. We're just doing this. There's not something bigger than that, that they're going after with you. And everyone knows when a vision is real, when it's talked about hundreds of times. If somebody makes up a vision, they generally only say it for about a month or two and it never comes up again. If somebody truly has a vision, they bleed it all the time and they're talking about it all the time. You gotta have a clear vision of where you're going with your organization to maintain those people who are also big thinking, talented leaders themselves. Point number 13, not allowing them to make mistakes. You know, uh, if the environment of a workplace is like walking on eggshells, oh my gosh, that is a very annoying environment to be in. I'm all for mistakes. I'm all for mistakes. I don't have any problem with mistakes. I have problems with old mistakes. I don't have a problem with new mistakes. New mistakes to me are, we tried something, it didn't happen. It's totally fine. I guess it didn't work. Let's move on. Old mistakes to me are, we already tried this three other times and it didn't work. And why are we doing it again? Okay. But if it's a new mistake, completely fine, Pat. I would think, man, if we did this, it'd be good for the company and ta 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 ta. And I got to prove it and they asked for this. So we tried it and then you said this and then, but it didn't work out. No problem. As long as we're getting the approval and we're looking, it's good to go. Okay, perfect. Here's what it costs. Okay, it didn't work. What are we doing next? Now, obviously there's a component of it that you got to prove the financials when you're doing that. But I don't necessarily have a problem with new mistakes. I have a very big problem with old mistakes. So you lose talented leaders when you don't allow them to be wrong and make the mistakes that they're making in business. Number 14, not being hands-on and aware of what's going on on a daily basis. I'll explain to you what I mean. Let's just say you have Joey here, who's an extremely talented leader and could be somebody long-term for your business, for your organization, right? But Joey is working with Bobby, okay? And Bobby is somebody that's sloppy. He shows up every once in a while. He's a very demanding boss who doesn't do it himself and he's not in work every single day, but he wants to tell everybody what to do. But Bobby is not telling you about Joey. So you don't know that Joey's really the one that's making Bobby look good. Bobby's not gonna tell you I'm doing good because of Joey. The only way you're gonna find out that Joey is doing it over Bobby is if you're a hands-on leader and you go in there shaking hands and you talk to everybody, all you need to do is go visit, an, uh, visit a site or visit an office, visit an organization, and you'll generally see everybody in the office is talking about Joey. Then you find out maybe it's Joey. Then people will generally tell you about Bobby. When you talk about everybody, you'll find out Joey. So if you wouldn't have gone in there and spent the time, you would have never found out who the real leader is, which is Joey. And you know, this happens to me all the time when I go visit and do site visits, I realize, man, that's the guy right there that runs this office. Look at what they got going, what these guys, what, um, I never knew you, I never knew her, well, it's good. Then I know what I'm dealing with myself because the value of a great organization is purely based on the value of the talented leaders that you, as a leader of the organization, can retain and maintain until, instead of losing to another competitor. Next one, point number 15. Measuring hours instead of results. Um, we have a place here where you clock in with your fingers, fingerprinting, we have that, we've had that all these years, so you come in, you clock in with your fingerprints. And if you ask me how many times, we've had this for five years now, if you ask me how many times I've actually seen a report of what time people sign in, from five years ago till today, the answer is this many times. I have no idea. I've never seen it. I've never said, 
Well, listen, I can tell here you've come here at 907, at 903, at 902, at 909, and at 859. Four out of five days, you're six, seven minutes. I've never had that conversation. Anybody that's, I've never had a conversation with them. I've just never had a conversation with them. Why? I've had conversation with, you told me this is the deadline. How come this didn't get done? You told me this is what, you told me this. It was going to be April 1st and it's not done yet. Why are we doing this? You gave me your commitment that this is what we're going to have. What happened here? I'm more concerned about that than I'm concerned about ours. That's what I'm concerned about. And so a talented leader, they're, they're driving, they're working, they're constantly building their initiative. You know, they generally don't like to be micromanaged by somebody. They want to show you what they got going on. They don't mind being held accountable every once. They don't mind being held accountable at all. They have no problem with that based on the results they're making, not based on the hours they're putting in, based on the results. If I'm creating these results and you want to hold me accountable to these results and they're not at the level you expect, I understand that, but not the hours. Okay, you want these results because this is what they really could do. Next, no clear direction. You, you have a talented leader. They want you to give them direction. I want you to first do this, then do this, then do this. We want the company to be doing this, this, this. I like to see the company going this direction, then this, then this, and I see you helping us with this. Perfect, got it. What's most impor important priority right now? Boom, boom, boom. I sat down some of our leaders and I said, your focus is this, here's what we need from you. Your focus is that, we need this from you, your focus is this. Can you help me out a little bit more understand what you want from me on this end? If I hit this, well, you need to do this. What if I do this, then you do this. Okay, great, perfect. What do you think? I, that's the point, but they need clear direction is what they need. The more clarity there is for everybody, everyone's going boom, 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 hitting their targets. Point number 17, point number 17. You lose talented leaders if they're not being challenged. If they're not being challenged. Very few people complain about a direct superior. Most people won't tell you, I don't like the person I'm working with. Most people won't tell you about a direct superior and complain about them. But if you go deep and find out when you're working with people, you realize, man, these people are not being challenged. This person could be a very major player in the company, but he's not being challenged. She's not being challenged. They're not being challenged. Why are they not being challenged? Generally, a person who's not challenging another person is because this person's not fully in. So when you're not fully in yourself, you don't expect more from other people because you don't expect more from yourself. But a leader himself who's all in, it's very easy to expect more from other people. So my challenge to you as you're watching this is to realize that the value of your business, the value of your organization can go to the roof if you, if you yourself as the CEO of the business that you're running, could get better at attracting leaders and at maintaining and retaining talented leaders. Thanks everybody for listening. And by the way, if you haven't already subscribed to Valuetainment on iTunes, please do so. Give us a five star, write a review if you haven't already. And if you have any questions for me that you may have, you can always find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Just search my name, Patrick Bidavid. And I actually do respond back when you snap me or send me a message on Instagram. With that being said, have a great day today. Take care everybody, bye-bye.